0: Let's go over what happened in the previous episode. The Dichotomy Black Men vs. Negus Part 1 and 2. Aya was going into his early childhood in this chapter and breaking out the interaction between two African Americans from two distinct backgrounds in the murder scene. He incorporates his childhood experience and discusses the ramifications of U.S. chattel slavery on today's society for black Americans. To continue where we left off, Aya will deconstruct his own anecdotal archetypes of what he perceives to be the split between black men and Negus. Watch My Six is Prince E. Io's first book, in which he unpacks his life stories and serial chucks throughout his life. First-generation Nigerian-American immigrant and DMV native hones and showcases his writing abilities while sharing relatable personal experiences. Watch My Six is a collection of short stories about Ayo's personal experiences as a first-generation immigrant in America, as well as self-reflection on values and legacy. Ayo discusses love, race, identity, monetary value, friendships, self-improvement, Moral values, mental health, technological advancements, as well as other topics. He describes the book as a raw and vulnerable look at his own life and the lives of those around him. You can now order Watch My Six on Amazon Kindle, Gumroads, and other online retailers. Io is currently working on his next book, a young adult novel called The Shadow Within. The time is now.
1: All of us have to find a way to unhook that part of ourselves that before our first glamour of conscious thought fears the beast and another human and feels our own fragility and contrast, and reacts to destruction that we perceive will destroy us, to how nice she coats between the world and me, 2015. H.R.H. His Royal Highness Prince Edwin Aluoan Yefung Basi Ayo II Father Edwin left when I was around one and a half years old. At the time, I did not know, but Mama O'Shea and him were not getting along for multiple reasons. The number one reason she told me was that he would keep disappearing for hours, days, and sometimes even months. She could not trust his inconsistency. Her discernment was right, because she ended up walking three miles to the hospital while having contractions when pregnant with me. Meanwhile, Father Edwin was nowhere to be found. Mama O'Shaif met Father Edwin at an airport that was connecting flights to Nigeria from England in the summer of 1988. They stayed connected via telephone until 1991. Mama O'Shea came to America to finish her master's degree and Father Evan was currently living in the States at the time. They reconnected in person again in Nigeria in 1992. After a while, they got an apartment together in the United States. They were planning to go back to Nigeria for family introductions and getting started on the process or an arranged traditional marriage. Father Edwin came back into my life when I was about seven years old. Before that, our communication was just random phone calls and birthday cards. He looked different than when the last time I saw him. Father Edwin was never a small man. He stood around 6'2 and weighed 240 pounds. Before he contracted type 2 diabetes six months after I was born. Apparently he runs in the AO family because my grandma on Sunday had it as well. However, Father Edwin got his diabetes due to his poor diet while living in America. Father Edwin had five children with three different women, Awashima. Awa for short, was his firstborn and was raised in Houston, Texas. Prince Edwin III, firstborn son and raised in Reno, Nevada. Blessing, the middle eldest daughter, was born and raised in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Father Edwin's youngest, Sade, was born in New Orleans, Louisiana, but was raised in the Netherlands. And myself, that makes five of us. We are spread from the west to the east and overseas. Father Edwin had no intention of keeping us separated apart, but he always made sure we knew about each other. I remember when I was around seven, he picked me up from Mama O'Shea's house and took me around town while he was running some type of errand. He never really told me what they were. All I knew is that we were going on a ride. Most of the ride was quiet. I tried to engage in a conversation by asking some random questions, but if it's not about the AO family, he would shut down and disregard them. I hated it, because he was never around. And when he was around, this man would never talk about anything of substance. I could never express that to him for the longest time, because we were men. It's this type of code, and men's culture or upbringing, or part of that code, was not to talk too much or express feelings. I get this notion amongst other men, which is fine, but with my father, who was never around, it made me feel rejected. The Father Edwin who I knew resided in the United States was not the same Edwin from Cross River State, Ocoloba, Nigeria. Father Edwin comes from an interesting and educated family. Grandma Ekpo was a diplomat for the Nigerian state and had four boys with Grandma Sunday. Father Edwin, Uncle Archibong, aka Archie, Obi, and Peter traveled with Grandpa Ekpo across the world. They had been to many different parts of the world. Cameroon, Kenya, Zimbabwe, England, Egypt, Japan, Dubai, and more. Every school Father Edwin went to, he attended with his brothers. And the four of them, most formerly known as the Ayo Boys, their age was close enough for them to attend school together. The Ayo boys were able to attend school in the States during their high school years. Grandpa Ekbo was wealthy enough at the time to purchase everyone in the family Cadillacs, tour the world, Egypt, Dubai, Uganda, and so on, and sent his children to the best schools. The Ayo boys were known as the DFK, aka Diplomatic Foreign Kids, at L.B. Marshall High School in Washington, D.C where Father Edwin played soccer and excelled on American football teams throughout high school, earned himself a scholarship to SMU for enrolling there legally. Graduation. It seems like that's all you want to talk about. Nothing really of substance, just family and back in the glory days stories. When I turned 24, Father Edwin and I decided to have a sit down in the Obongway restaurant in Prince Harold County. Just him and me. At this point, He's lost 80% of his eyesight and needed assistance walking everywhere due to his constant battle with type two diabetes. It's been five years since I have seen him because I went away to study for my undergrad, two and a half hours away from home. I did not get to see anyone much when I was in school. Father Aaron told me what he could about joining the police force in Baton Rouge. The military getting shot, locked eyes with EDM mean how Peter watched his childhood friend get shot in the face, learning Swahili to survive in Uganda, and more. He had been living a double life. It was hard to tell if he was even telling the truth. Mama mother would say Father ever would tell women his birthday was his mother's birthday, to seduce them instead of giving his own. She did not find out his real birthday until a year after I was born, because his actual birthday is a few days before mine. I learned from Father Edwin that he would tell you what he thinks you want to know. It does not matter if your blood i chucked it up to his defense mechanism and survival instincts some things in men's lives you do not question too much especially when it comes to your fathers you might be thinking damn this guy must hate his father or have some animosity towards him if i were 22 and younger you would be absolutely correct however it is not uncommon for a black community household in america to have an absent father i can never or will never speak for my siblings our father did not fulfill his purpose as a man and fell into the abyss of America's justice system. Father Evan was educated, but had a vice that is natural for most heterosexual men with balance and commitment. His vice was chasing women. He was infatuated with women, but sex was his real thrill. The man never touched a drink, but when it came to that sweet pink nectar Venus flytrap, he lost all self-control. There was nothing wrong with his desire for women, but he did not think about the repercussions of creating multiple single-family homes. His justification for it was always that it was the Niger way. Naija is short for Nigeria. Excuses. Once again, I caught myself in a whirlwind mindset for the longest time. Then I grew up. I realized the greatest lesson Father Edwin ever taught me was to know your purpose, direction, and life. And whatever seed you plant in time will always come back to haunt you if you do not water your plants correctly. Father Edwin finally gave his son something of substance. There's only one place to find real peace, real harmony. That place is within. Keith, Fazerati, Never Eat Alone, and others' secrets to success, one relationship at a time.
0: Thank you for listening to Prince Iyo's book. Watch my sixth chapter, too. Father Edwin. Also, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers who have raised their children or at the very least remained involved in their lives. You are respected and appreciated. Keep an eye out for Chapter 3, Oshi. For the time being, I'll bid you farewell.